Cool. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my second episode of my podcast. We have got Ben with us today from the Niche Partnership. Hello. Hi, Ben. Thank you for joining us. Good. We're good. And um, thank you to everyone for joining us. Any questions, please pop them in the chat box. We will get to those later on. We're going to have a chat with Ben. Ben is a superstar recruitment agent specializing in the finance industry accounting obviously in my bag and industry roles so i know loads of people have um, expressed some interest in this podcast because they want to know how to get into accounting how to get into finance what to do um so ben's gonna help us with that and we're gonna have a chat so yes <laughs> he will <laughs> so yeah let's get let's get started i guess we should let's um tell everyone a little bit about you how did you get into recruitment and start your own business, tell us. Yeah, well, hello. Thanks for having me, firstly. I really appreciate it. Thanks for getting everything sorted. No um, so I suppose to ask your first question, like how did I get into recruitment? So it's a bit of a funny gig. What you'll find with most recruiters, they didn't actually plan to get into recruitment. It wasn't actually their thing. Whereas surprising for me, I actually did want to get into it. I, I did a stint of traveling for about two and a half years, three years. Nice. Did loads of temp roles, worked in AP, funny enough, processing invoices, that sort of thing. And then, I had loads of kind of little temporary roles just as I was traveling, and I always thought, I'd always want to be sat on the other side of the desk. I was always the one kind of in the, in the hot seat getting interviewed about temporary roles and doing accounts payable and stuff like that. And I just decided, actually, I think I want to be the other guy on the other side of the table. Yeah. So I went traveling. When I got back, I remember sitting on the airplane saying to myself, actually, I think I might actually want to do recruitment. And I didn't really understand much about it then. I originally wanted to be a PE teacher, so yeah, that, that was miles <laughs> a away. A little bit different. I was thinking more about the annual leave rather than, yeah, anyway. Yeah, fine. So got back. Managed to, to get a break into recruitment, had a really demanding line manager, but it, it really taught me some good ropes there. So ended up doing that and then done it for about five years. And then after doing it for five years, I realised actually the, the recruitment games, I don't know, I think it just could be done better. So me and one of the guys that started up my previous employer set up and we're 18 months in and yeah, five of us looking for number six. And yeah, I'm, wow. I've been really humbled with it. Yeah, like massively chuffed with it, like genuinely chuffed by it. So. That's amazing, 18 months. I thought like... You'd been going for eight like years. No, no. I knew I knew that like you were recruiting and taking on new staff and stuff, but I genuinely thought you'd been going longer than that. No, and I, I must admit, if I knew about this whole COVID situation, I probably would have judged my timing perhaps differently. But yeah. you know, it's it's been it's been actually it's been going well, and I've been really chuffed with it. And yeah, I'm just I'm really humbled by. It. I didn't think you know there's so much competition. Mm-hmm. There's lots of good competition as well. Yeah. And you know, you could argue, do we need another finance recruiter? Well, but, you could argue, do we need another accountant? You could probably argue that. Well, this is it. I, mean, I think yes. Yeah, well, good, good. And again, you know, if, you've got yes, f- if you need fuel, you don't just go to the same place. There's exactly. loads of different places. So, exactly. Healthy competition is good. Yeah, exactly. So I just thought, yeah, and we set up and, we, yeah, it's just it's been a roller coaster during this whole period. And, mm. yeah, but it's, it's been enjoyable. I've learned a lot. I've lost a lot of hair. Um, <laughs> but, I'm, yeah, I'm really chuffed. Really good. Chuffed. Good stuff. So we got introduced to each other, or we, mm. you contacted me on LinkedIn. Paths, yeah. yeah, LinkedIn definitely was where it began. And mm. I remember, in fact, I wasn't doing much on as as much on LinkedIn when you first yeah, messaged me and were like, "If you ever need a recruiter, like yeah. hi." And I was like, "No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't." And then as time's gone on, like I've just seen you more and more and more on LinkedIn, mm. doing so much more, kind of knowing a lot of the people that I know in the accounting world and stuff so like you're clearly building relationships yeah, or it's all about it it's all about relationships mm. yeah so 
As an accountant, obviously I get contacted by recruiters quite a lot. Do you? I do. That's weird. I do. We don't normally do that. Which is fine. Yeah. Okay, it's <laughs> yeah, fine. You love it. I love it, yeah. Every angle. Um, of course. And but and I did genuinely really like your vibe when you contacted me. Like I'm not just saying that because you're on a podcast because, mm. you know, we've we've stayed in touch and stuff. But yeah, of course. it did feel like different to me. And I what I'm trying to get at is what do you feel maybe that you do slightly differently to other yeah. recruiters or, or like how, how, what's your approach is what I'm trying to say like yeah. how because that I got a really good vibe with you and it's very much a kind of you know I'm not trying to pressure you and you know you mm, kind of I like but that. yeah <laughs> but but I am yeah. but hurry <laughs> and, up. and I'm going to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um and stuff so yeah what what's your approach how are you how is the niche partnership kind of trying to do a bit paving the way for recruiting yeah I think that's a good question and I think for me in particular I think the way that people are, are kind of almost programmed in recruitment, it's really kind of high volume, typically anyway. Obviously, loads of recruitment businesses work differently. I'm just yeah, talking yeah. about my experiences. But it's normally about just you know getting on the phone, annoying as many people as you can, getting as much money on the board as you can, and then moving on to the next one. Yeah. And as, as great as that is short term, mm. longer term, it's really quite short-sighted. And I think the difference is, and again, it sounds quite corny. I used to be... I used to laugh at people who'd say stuff like this, but I actually care now. Yes. Like, and I think it's because I've got a business and I, yeah. I appreciate how important it is to get the right hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's your name on the, you know, it's your name on the yeah. line. It's, it's really important. And instead of just kind of saying, oh, Jerry, look, I've got an amazing person in practice that you'll love, just also be mindful, actually, I don't even know you yet. Like, at the time I was contacting you initially, and it's yeah. like, how do I know what's good in your world? Yeah, and yeah. we're all different, and it's kind of really appreciating that there's not one size fits all. It's not about spamming everyone and seeing no. who comes back. It's more about kind of the quality and I guess where we're trying to do things differently, where instead of focusing on calling lots of clients and getting meetings and job on jobs on, which is obviously what we'd like as well, the truth is it's we're prioritising our candidates and right. if we focus on job seekers more than anyone, what we've been finding, the rest of it has come through anyway. I, I genuinely never, well, very rarely do sales calls mm. and we're getting business coming in through referrals because people are feeling looked after. We're, yeah. we're creating a hub of where people can come to, learn, get information. We're not just about us getting them jobs, we're helping get jobs directly and stuff yeah. like that. So we're just trying to do it a little bit, I suppose, a fresher approach. Yeah. No, and that's great because I think recruit recruiters do have a little bit of a bad rep. A little bit? A <laughs> little bit? To be nice. you don't. You don't need to be. This I'm is why I'm here be, as well, though, because it's, it's about nice. changing the yeah. game. Yeah, no, they do have a bad rep and, you know... And just so everybody knows, Ben's a little bit upset with me today. I'm mad. <laughs> he's, fuming, he's fuming with me because yeah. on my first postcard per podcast, I said I did. I haven't used a recruitment agent since the one that I used in the very early days, which I'm not going to mention. But mm. They were awful, and but I did use Ben, but it didn't. You found it didn't direct. end in a placement because I, because a few people came directly. Mm. However, I would use Ben. If I was going to use a recruitment agent, thank you. Just like I'd to get well, get I the record guys, straight, because <laughs> <laughs> Ben's fuming with me. I'm mad. Oh, he is. No, not really. Um, so yeah, just to clear that up, everybody, just mm. in case you were on the first podcast or you've seen it. But I can see what you're saying yes. as well, though. It, yeah, you can argue like the fact that you say like the fact that we didn't get a fee from you. You could argue actually there hasn't been a transaction. Yeah, though. but you're so still I great. I did send you a thank you gift because I felt bad because you'd done a lot of work and it didn't end in a placement. But that was only because people came direct. And yeah? again. The way that I see that as well, though, that's not a problem with me. Like no. that's how I see it. I think obviously I want to be the one to fill your jobs. Yes. But at the end of the day, if I've actually facilitated your process, if I've helped you make a decision, if I've given you some advice and some tips, mm. you'll go, "Oh, Ben actually wants the best for us." So even if I don't fill it that time, 
you might, if you get caught short another time, think of us. And, and that's yeah. how we're trying to work. It's that yeah. straightforward, really. It's, and it, it's very similar to us because all the time I have conversations with people. I might go away and research their problem. Mm. I might give them some tax advice. I might go, you need to structure it this way. This is what I do. Da, 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 mm. da. And you go through all of that with them. You get right to like, you know, they're happy. They understand. But then they end up just doing it themselves. Or, you yeah. know, but they... They will hopefully would always, you know, come back or if they needed you in the future, they'd come back. And I think that's really important. Yeah. So, yeah, it's building relationships, isn't it? A hundred percent. And I think that's the thing. And that's, again, just going back to the reputation of a group. That's sometimes where they they can be quite short sighted because they're like, right, I get the deal in hook or crook. I'll say mm. what they need to to get it across the line. Yeah. But then when it doesn't pan out the way they expect it, then they're, they're surprised yeah. why the person won't pick up the phone again or they've lost that trust with them. And it's yeah. to me, that's the most important thing. You'd rather have the repeat business than yeah. just the one off because like, when I first recruited someone, used a recruitment agent, um, and it, it was just awful. Mm. Like, you know, the whole process was hor- horrific, and I, and I wouldn't ever use them again. And it did put me off using yeah. recruitment agents in I general because you're just like, don't want that to happen. In the same way, people get put off accountants because something goes wrong. And I think, you know, if you can really build on that foundation and that relationship and tr- get that trust, yeah, like any service based business, if you can get <clears> that trust, then you'll naturally get the work and you're clearly doing that because you're growing you've got so how many staff have you got now so it's only five of us at the moment well, five, like 18 the, months yeah well yeah yeah it's, it's, it's it could be worse pretty awesome could, yeah pretty and, awesome and the thing that most i'm pleased about is that we've hired during a pandemic so i constantly yes. preach as well about you know remote it's easy just take them remotely it's yeah, no big deal. yeah but then actually when you're doing it yourself you're like this isn't as straightforward mm. as it as it seems. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's been really hard for a lot of businesses. So yeah, I've been really yeah. humble by all. Good. So you're looking for a sixth. Looking for a sixth. Yeah. What? What are you looking for? Uh, to be honest with you, we and I, again, I, I encourage businesses to do the same. We hire on culture first, then yes. technical ability. Yeah, definitely. So same. for us, it's someone who genuinely believes in our core values. They're on our website. I won't waste time. <laughs> but yeah, go it, to the niche partnership <laughs> website if yeah. you'd like to see the core values. And tmpjobs.com. Yes. Um, tmpjobs.com. But the the yeah, it's I can't remember where I was going with this. Who are you looking for? Yes. So yeah, I'm looking for basically someone who genuinely follows our core values. So I'm not looking for the kind of pirate recruiters. I'm not all about. Yeah, obviously we want people who have got a, a reputation for billing, ideally. Mm-hmm. But it is more about actually, do you care about the end user? It's not just focusing on be business development. It's someone who is customer focused, whether that's job seekers or or, or kind of helping clients. It's it's more about finding genuine people. I don't want salespeople, which sounds really ironic because I'm a salesperson. I'm not trying yeah, to I'm not trying to no, step away from no, that. No, but you want what you want, and and that's that's really important. You're clear about what you want, yeah. so. Yeah, no, somebody wants to laugh as well. God, because it, the thing yeah. is, it's such a hard job. Like yeah. you can imagine, like you say, sometimes you contact people, and you know, they our reputation is only just above estate agents. I think just above. Um, yeah. So you do get a lot of rejection. So you've got to you've got to enjoy it while you're doing you've it. Got to have a thick skin, I think. Very thick. And that's not obviously for everyone, but you know, if if people are in that in that field and they've got, are you looking for someone with experience? We're really open at this open, stage. Okay. Yeah, ideally someone with experience because they can, you know, hit the yeah. ground running and it's yeah. a bit of a weird situation remotely at the moment. But yeah, yeah it's all about the person for us. And what um, geographic area do you cover? Because your offices are in Southampton. Yeah, so we're in Ocean Village. Yeah. Um, and in terms of our geographics, it's largely the M27 corridor. But we typically go anywhere from kind of Southampton direction, more to kind of Lindhurst, right over to Chichester, up to Petersfield, over to Winchester and, and across to Solvay. Okay. So that kind of weird shape um, is where we cover. What happens if people contact you that are outside the area? Because you must get that on LinkedIn quite a lot. Do you know what? And again, this is where maybe 
I don't know whether it's a waste of my time or not. Well, it's not a waste of my time, but whether it's a, a good use of my time. I'll go back to everyone and say, look, yeah. I would recommend them look, look on our website or go onto um, my page because I don't actually recruit in your area. So I just want to let you know and manage your expectation. Like, yeah. But what then happens? They go, oh, Ben at the niche part. She would never got back to me. But the truth is, my services aren't relevant for that person. Yeah, and we get all the time, we get engineers contacting me. And this yeah. is the thing for job seekers just to be mindful of is, is have a good look at that profile. Like yeah. recruiters do the spray and pray approach, but so do candidates. Yeah. So I get engineers all the time, getting oh IT gosh. consultants saying, oh, can you help me keep me in mind for jobs? But my strap line is finding people finance roles in Hampshire. <laughs> so it's kind of like... It literally says it on its profile. Yeah, you click on my name and it will say, we find people jobs in finance. It's like that straightforward. And it's, I understand, and people are, are nervous and they're doing the spray and pray, but it actually sometimes makes it harder for them. I realised the other day that for about the first 18 months of being properly on LinkedIn, that my profile didn't say what I did. Yeah, yeah. I think that's quite common with a lot of people's profiles. The other day I was actually like, I realised about six months ago and thought she probably put on a, I'm an accountant. Yeah, it probably worked. <laughs> I mean, it hadn't a couple hindered me. It hadn't hindered me because I think my videos were very clear about what I do, and I'd always kind of drop hints and be like, yeah. oh, in accountancy, this, accountancy, that. But then, yeah, I didn't do that. But you just changed Oops. it recently, haven't you? I noticed you've got like three little. Yeah, I've changed it recently. I change it every now and then just to freshen it up a bit. Why not? Why um, not? You know, keep the fans happy. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll understand one day. One day when I get there. Yeah. One day. Um, cool. So I get asked all the live long day mm. <laughs> and I try and help but how does someone get a job in finance or accounting so it's like a proper freshie proper freshie and obviously as a, as a business owner I've taken on an apprentice I've taken on people on not in, as an apprentice but that have that have no experience Good. Um, and I would do that again but I I'm aware of how hard it is yeah. to get into practice without experience because practice owners always want experience, which is ridiculous because yeah. how do you get the experience if no one will give you a job? Mm. Um, I There's only so much I can say, but you literally are on the front line. Yeah. Like, tell people what they need to do. It's really hard. I, yeah. That's the first thing. It's just really to be, hard. Be really upfront about this yeah. is not a... It is not straightforward at no. all, particularly for people who are entering the market who don't have experience. That is the thing as well. It is... It is incredibly difficult. Mm. So the advice that I'll try and give people is to, and again, it's it's not too useful, but it's all you can do at the state at this stage is if you can get voluntary experience, you know, mm. something like that. I know it's unpaid, but actually, if you can get something on your CV to help work towards something, yeah. then that's always worth doing. Um, referral, get referrals. Like a lot of your friends, you know, like knowing your own network can sometimes be more valuable than applying senselessly to jobs. So what do you mean by that? Do you mean like if people you know? Yeah. Already working. So someone in your team, like, makes, like you say when you recruit, sometimes yeah. you might ask people in your team, oh, yeah, do you know anyone? Do. Yeah, always, so yeah. kind of leveraging yeah. on that network. Um, but for example, we're currently having conversations with one of the councils at the moment to get volunteers in so that people can get more experience. So right. it is just about trying to, whether that's voluntary, whether that's kind of self-learning. So a lot of people like LinkedIn, for example, have lots of free resources on it. Yeah. Um, and it's trying to be proactive, but it's it is diff it is really difficult. There is no there is no silver bullet, but it's it's networking, voluntary experience, um, and yeah, and just kind of self help in terms of your own development and learning, because that's all you really can do at this stage. It's particularly for people who are entering the market, because like you say, you can't people want people with experience, but yeah, it's just it's really hard. I feel really I feel really hard for that part of the market. At the yeah, moment. It's, it's really difficult. I always do. I sort of when I get the message, I always sort of go oh. It's really hard because yeah. I don't, you know, because I know that it is. Yeah. Um, and people will often ask me, oh, should I'm, I've started AAT or I'm thinking of starting AAT. Is that a good idea? Now, I personally didn't do AAT. Mm -hmm. A lot of my staff have done it, are doing it. Yeah. 
Um, and but I say yeah I mean absolutely to me if you can put yourself through AAT 100%. like Naomi who joined me in November she had no prior experience yeah. in accountancy but she'd worked a little bit in a finance kind of role but not massively mm-hmm. at her last place but she'd put herself through and got to AAT level 4 all in her own time and all, you know, paid put herself through yeah, it yeah, yeah. studied in her lunch breaks and she had been kind of following my business for a while and, and it was like you know I've, I've done this now and I really want to and I was like fair play yeah, for that you exactly, know yeah. like snap that one yeah off, that's, that's AAT level four that's that you really kept on at that and um so I say to people yeah like, 100% and do you, would you agree with that I think it, it, it depends on what route I think from university you'd argue there's there may be not a need for doing that and perhaps what I tend no. to see is most people go to SEMA or ACCA but if for example you're at college yeah definitely definitely or if you're just kind of new into finance and haven't got a degree and just think actually i want to get into this space definitely look into it like we are massive advocates we did a um a bit just before christmas did the thing called the niche apprenticeship where we ran a little competition for people to get aat support and we paid for it and the whole wow. idea was to help fund it so that it can get someone in the right direction yeah. so yeah i would definitely recommend it um and it's yeah it's a good resource it's yeah. a good way to learn and it's that is better than doing nothing as well. Like yeah, if you yeah. if you are not in a situation where you are in finance, employers want to know that and see that you are demonstrating that you are keen to get into it, and that is it one way of willing, doing it. Doesn't it? Yeah, and I, and I'm not just saying it because I, I recruit it now, but I genuinely do believe if I didn't, if I did my kind of education again, mm-hmm. I did love uni probably for the wrong reasons, not for my lessons, Same. but yeah, yeah, I did like it. But I think on reflection, I would have gone to college, yeah, and then actually started doing my AT because yeah. it's a really good grounding, yeah, and then done my SEMA, I probably would have been a management accountant. Um, I think you would have. Yeah, definitely. More <laughs> forward thinking me. Um, and yeah, and yeah, and it's been, it would have been invaluable and then I would have gone on to my SEMA. So it's a really good route. I'd recommend it. Do you find there is much of a difference in ACA and ACCA if you're placing a candidate? <sighs> the honest answer. Yeah, I'd like the honest answer because I feel like there is a little bit stigma-wise. What do you think? Well... being fca myself yes um i feel like certainly when i was studying it was i always thought that acca was more of a commercial qualification and aca was more of a professional qualification um i feel like they've merged a lot over the years they're a lot more on a par now um i still feel like aca is 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 the premium um, no, you're, you're, I, no, you're I, right. I feel being mean, you're right. um, that's just because that in historically in practice and, and having worked in practice that was how it was looked upon it yeah. just was and you know oh ACA is harder to pass you've got to do a case study you've got to do all these things like it is the harder one out of the yeah, two um, and it still is and it's yeah so that's what I think but yeah, no, do you agree with that you're right <laughs> do, you are do, right. Account, do accountants the owners do they care about that uh, do you know what accountancy owners funny enough owners even they don't actually I think no. I think it depends which one obviously we're talking about big four definitely all those sort of ones but I mean, in terms of for example like with if we're talking about just across the market what I tend to find if you have someone who's ACA and ACCA you're right sometimes it's just kind of you know, they're qualified that's great yeah but ACA does come with a, a reputation that you are technically sound often coming from audit or something like that which gives employers the confidence that you might slightly be more technical yes. than an ACA. Whether that's the case or not, I don't, I'm not saying no. that. But and I've got, you know, has that I've prestige. got like, so four ACCA people in my team. Yeah, ACCA, yeah. And I'm the only ACA person, but I mean, they're, they're incredible. So I don't, uh, it, to me, 
as an employer, I don't care. Yeah. I do think if someone's got ACA, like fair play, like mm. I know how hard it is because I did it. And you've got a fellow as well. <laughs> so, so that's, that's oh, 10 years as a fellow. Yeah. Oh, all right, give it yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop that in yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, no. no big deal. I need to get yeah. my certificate on the wall. Yeah, I'm a fellow recruiter. So um. no, big deal. <laughs> so no big deal. Yeah. They should have that. Yeah. It should be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I'm a, I'm a fruiter. A recruiter. Yeah, you know, each their own. <laughs> oh my god okay so basically it's really really hard if you want to get into accountancy it is just hard. Get, don't bother no I'm joking I'm joking but yeah I, I always say the same things voluntary work um, absolutely see if you can um, your CV like oh yeah sorry I dread to I think to what, yeah. <laughs> I feel that yeah. like getting CVs when people send them to me oh. so you get like dear sirs please find attach my CV so first of all I'm like just, just look on my website, see yeah. who I am, and send it to the actual person. Bit obvious, you know, just bit. even that it's not, even that I'm a woman and it, it's a says thing, but I just feel like personalize it. Yeah, it's well, not hard. That's what we're all about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. not hard. Yeah. So, but also CVs, like I think, and again, you tell me if I'm wrong. Like two pages is enough. Yeah. Well, no the thing is, you, pages. the thing is, again, there's a big thing about this. Two, three at a push. Three like, at a push. Don't send an essay. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to tell off. everyone what you did 30 years ago. Yes. That's the thing as well. You used that's to work in Asda when you were 16. Yeah. I don't need to know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Just tell me in the interview that you worked from a younger age. Is yeah. that, that's what you're all really trying yeah. to get across. And people really obsess about pages and stuff like that. Yeah, two, three pages. Focus on the last eight years. You'd probably argue eight to 10 years. Prior to that, people don't care too much. No. So paraphrase it. Don't waste that space on your CV yeah. by talking about you stacking shelves in Tesco's. Now yeah. you're an ACA accountant. You know, yeah. it's, it's just not relevant. Tailor it to It's the not job targeted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay. And no. do you find cover letters work on that note? Yeah, I would expect a cover letter, mm. always. Like, I just think, don't just send me a CV. Like, do you read the CV first or the cover letter first? Cover letter first. Oh, okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, always cover letter first because I think if someone's taking the time to do a cover letter, I'm really in. Can they get my interest from that? Mm-hmm. And then if they've got my interest, then I will think, okay, I'll look at your CV now. No cover letter, I probably won't even look at the CV. Fine. And do you have like generic ones quite common? Because I think that's where people tend to go wrong. They have a template, which is good, but maybe not kind of altering it enough. So there'd be like, um, you know, hardworking, energetic, all these kind yeah, of buzzwords that don't player. mean anything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm a hardworking, team-oriented player. Like I work on my own yeah, initiative as well as my own initiative. If you can't do other, then there's going to be a problem. And, yeah. it's, and again, it's just, and the, I, sound, I sound like I'm taking the mickey, but the truth is, it's no. just, it frustrates me because I, people are wasting valuable space on yeah. whether it's a covering letter or a CV, the stuff yeah. that isn't particularly relevant. Just, just to the point, like... Be interesting, you know? Yeah. Like peacock slightly you've you got to think about the yeah. market at the moment where there are particularly with the junior market lots of applications or actually the extreme senior market again it's the similar sort of story but by being quite vanilla by being quite average by kind of just doing the same old means you're going to get the same result and yeah. in a market that we're in at the moment you can't afford just to think that applying to a few adverts and doing the odd comment on LinkedIn is going to do it but it's, no. it's not and actually that's where people are going wrong and then they're getting really frustrated about yeah. it and upset and I get it like I would be but You've also got to be mindful as well of the competition, and it is going to take a while. And you need to get people need to get their head around that because when they do, it will start feeling a lot better. Mm. And making sure they rest as well because that's the thing. You're, I'm speaking to a lot of people, particularly now, who are really frustrated. And I get it as well. Like people yeah. can't pay bills, or yeah, you know, yeah, they've been yeah. in a similar situation. But when you're then speaking to them on the phone or getting emails from them, the tone is very different now. And mm. actually, you don't want that to hold you back if you are applying directly, for example. You know, so no, just keeping those it. little things in mind, I guess. And what is the market like at the moment? Tell me about the market. Oh, the thing is, it's 
Obviously, it will change from sector to sector. So that's okay. my one thing I will say. So, like, let's talk about sectors and industry. What so, is the market like? So, if we're talking about industry, there's, in my experience, there's a, a huge misconception of what the market's actually like amongst clients, for example. So, right. a lot of businesses are assuming that there's lots of great candidates mm-hmm. floating on the market who are, you know, desperate for a job, who will just take any job. And it sounds like a bit of a contradiction, but what I'm finding is that the I suppose it, at the moment we've got a lot of roles which are looking for qualifieds, but perhaps the salary isn't paying what it should. Right. And they're basically trying to recreate this, the job spec and pay, maybe pay slightly less for it. So it's really hard mm. to find people as well. Mm. But I suppose if I was to sum up the job market, lockdown one was the worst. Like we had people due to start, offers were pulled, people were in this limbo oh, town. It was, God. yeah, it was, it was awkward. Um, a lot of people went into the market and then lockdown two, three, a lot of those good candidates were kind of sucked up into good roles and mm-hmm. other companies had kind of um, absorbed that. And then this side of Christmas, it feels a little bit more kind of normal, I dare say. It's a little bit, I suppose it, the job vacancies are still obviously light. There aren't hundreds of them, yeah. but there aren't hundreds of good candidates who are qualified, for example. Junior market, again, that's very difficult if you don't have experience. And again, the opposite for the senior market is very different. But in terms of just good quals, they are really hard to come by. And there's not many jobs either. So I'm always looking for good qualifieds. Always looking for good qualifieds. Always. Anyone out there. Yeah, or even good QBEs. I'm not like, it's just that's the part of the market at the moment. qualified by experience. Sorry, that's my recruitment (laughs) jargon coming out. Yeah. He's talking recruitment language. Sorry. QBE, qualified by experience. Basically, if you've got experience. Yeah. and it's Qualified or not. Yeah. We want to hear from you. And you're in the area. Yeah. And you're looking for a job. Get in touch with Ben. The niche partnership. Or even you would, not I've tagged job. him in my story loads, Pardon? Even if you're not looking at a job, if you want to know what's actually going out there and a bit more kind of detailed with you specifically or yeah. their CV or anything. Like I say, for us, it's, if we help people now, then they'll tell their friends and we'll grow. That's, that's our business plan, if you like. Definitely. Quite no, that's forward. good. So we did kind of mention industry then and then kind of probably went across mm. to practice in the same sentence. But is it the same? Is the market the same? It's, it's quite similar. I think what I'd say with practice, though, it's... It's always just really difficult to find people from practice because there is, like you said, it's, it's, it's a bit incestuous. They tend to like people from practice as well. Yeah. And what you probably can guess is if you are in a role at the moment within practice, you probably are going to try and ride this out a bit longer, this kind of mm, COVID thing. So there's a lot a bit, of uncertainty. A yeah. lot of people are nervous to move as well, which is a lot of the difficulty with finding people at the moment. Yeah. But, which I get. So I think with with practice, it's, yeah, it, it's pretty much mirrors the industry world in terms of finding people but the difficulty is with it with, with practice it's always hard to find people regardless mm. because typically they do like an ACA or yeah. um, an ACCA or whatever and it's a little bit more particular but mm. it's tough it's tough either way I do uh, I yeah. do feel hard for a lot of people on the market at the moment it's, it's always hard having recruited a number of times it's painful know, it's, though it's, that's it's the hard. thing every time that I kind of know I need a new person I like just cry a bit inside yeah it's just that it is just you never really know what you're going to get you you, you, you you know i've got such a solid team at the moment that i think oh you know what if you get a new person and they just don't fit oh. with the with the culture like and you just don't know it's you time know consuming it's not cheap oh, it's time you know, it's, consuming it's not, like yeah it's not a secret if someone's looking to recruit or going to be recruiting at a company um what should they be looking for in a recruitment agent Oh, that's a good one. I like I that. Know. What they just should look for an agency. Off the top of my head. So if it's finance, because obviously they're going to get contacted by recruiters, like I do all the time. Like I get the whole here's a CV, here's a CV, like all the time. Probably every day to my Boring, inbox, I get I'm looking after a new candidate. Um, are Jay Williams and Co looking for a new person? Yeah. No, because Jay Williams and Co doesn't exist. Yeah, so we're called smooth literally, now. Yeah, yeah just it's only been two years, but it's yeah. fine. <laughs> like, yes. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and it's just things like that where I'm like, oh my god, you know, you don't even know the name of my 
my firm and yeah. so I wouldn't use them but what should what should people be looking for in a recruiter I think um, it's really difficult because I think with for example I've, I've come from a large corporate background so it's got a big faceless name you could argue but all the people that work there are completely different so it is a little bit as right. we're kind of leading into it, it's more about that relationship that you have with someone I think a lot of it is proof is in the pudding I always say to people oh yeah we're really honest we tell people the truth and all that sort of stuff which every agency says but until yeah. you actually start working with you us don't know. it's yeah. really hard to tell so we yeah. try and give people reassurance in terms of actually we do a slightly longer warranty period you know it's in their interest to work with us on an exclusive basis and then they get to trial our service and mm. I think because where it is such a saturated market when it comes to recruitment it's, it's quite easy to stick out by just being not a recruiter believe it or not so when I yeah. contact you I'm not like oh Jerry good yeah. afternoon here's no. a CV yeah like, my yeah. blue blazer and red yeah. tie like, I'm, I don't do that because it's your, you've seen it before and it's boring and it's yeah. more about yeah getting people to buy into me first and realise that I'd want to recruit for them like I could do if it was my own company and that's genuinely how it is and that's why I struggle to, to grow the business like, and find other people because I need people who feel the same way it's not a, a deal I want someone to go actually Mm. That's another business there. This could, this is a key hire for them. Like this is you know they're they're investing a lot in this, and that's the thing that's difficult. What's the normal process? So I contact you and I go, Ben, I need an, a new qualified accountant for my team. Mm. What's the process? I panic firstly. Yeah. Get a bit of panic <laughs> yeah. Here. I'm like, yeah, we've got sweating, loads of those. <sighs> sweating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally goes to LinkedIn quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Send no. you everyone on our data. Yes. You know yeah. how it yeah. works. Yeah. No. So what, what we tend I've to got do. someone with no experience. Yeah. Perfect. For <laughs> I've you got guys. twenty of them. Yeah. Just what you asked for. Yeah. Um, so in a in a normal world, what I do is I go, oh, cheers, Jerry. Thanks for the call. Whatever. Um, let me get a bit of an understanding of the role now. So you talk me through a little bit of it, um, and I'll try and understand it as much as I can. But again, where I preach that. And again, I, I recommend all businesses do it. Focus on culture first. Yeah. For me, it's really important to, to go to the working environment, see you in action, see um, the team that you're amongst. Like, what are they like? You know, yeah. are they going to fit in with them? So that's that's really key to me. So I'll come down. I'll then go for a, a fuller job brief, if you like. Meet some of the team. Get a, an understanding of the environment. Cause that's just as important, if not more important, than the details itself. Um, and then I would have had some ideas of people that we might have been interesting to you from the first call. Yeah. And then we use that almost like a benchmark exercise. You know, who of these did you like? Who didn't you like? Or why? And give us some reasons. And all we do is go off, get you some. We meet them. We reference them. Spend some Sorry, time when with you them. say get us some. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about that. You have to pay for that. No, <laughs> tell no. me that. Yeah. What, what do we mean by that? Do we mean headhunt? Do we mean you've got a database people? Like what, what do yeah. you mean? So all we've got, it. yeah, we've got a bit of all of it to be honest okay. with you. So we've got a, a, quite an extensive database. We pay a little bit extra on it. To, to, it's got some really cool tools on it and features. Um, as you know, trying to make a bit of noise on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, our hire that we got in our team um, wasn't from me putting it out on Read and Indeed. We did a really cringy TikTok video yeah. and actually had quite a few applications for that. And that's actually how we made our Love hire. That. Love that. So we're that. really big on the social presence. And actually, yeah. that is where we're getting a lot of candidates. Perhaps our, our competition might not be our you know, building good relationships with people. So yeah, we do that. Obviously some of the job boards, really weird place at the moment, depending on what level you're on. Yeah. But um because anyone can anyone can advertise on those job boards, can't they? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like anyone. And, I, and do you know this is the thing as well. Like if I wanted to, I could just put an ad out on yeah, right now for free. or whatever. Yeah. And this is the thing that people aren't doing. This is where I'm trying to do things differently. I'm if you've got time on your hands, do it yourself. Give it a go. And yeah. If you can't get what you need, then yeah. come to people. And yeah. that's how I see. I think that's what a lot of businesses are doing wrong with it. They're like, well, you know, I'll give it a go, but then actually forget. You, as long as you can look after the people who are applying as well, don't forget that service. Like everyone moans that recruiters are not getting back to people, but businesses forget actually when people are applying to them, mm. they're not necessarily getting back to them either and going, no. oh, you know, thanks for applying in your time and yeah. keeping that good experience. So it's a bit of a funny one, really. Mm. 
Okay, now I was just interested because I think, again, being a business owner and like people have this idea of recruitment agents and stuff, like for me, the painful side of recruiting, like the time aspect, yeah. you know, the not knowing what you're going to get and, and, and all that kind of stuff and just the stress of it, like that's what you'd want to offload yeah. onto a recruitment agent. I have found in the past that I ended up like certainly with the first one that was awful, mm. you know, I spent so much time with them. It didn't save me any time. It, it I ended up spending yeah. as much time as I would have just yeah. doing it myself. So it's like, actually that's where the, to me, the real savings come in is like the time and the stress kind of side it, of it. And, and otherwise you're just paying for something that you could do yourself. Otherwise, yeah. You know? And the thing is, like I say, if you've got time and you know, you can do it, but particularly with the more junior levels perhaps, but it's, it's the headache of it, it's the speed. Mm. Actually, have you seen the best spread off the market? Yeah. yeah, the quality. And actually it's, again, it sounds a bit cringe, but you know, you can get those applications and meet them, or you can have someone who's met them for you and go, look, actually, Jerry, just see these two and, and kind of save yeah. you some time. But it, yeah. the problem is that's only when it's done right. Yeah. And that's where, and that's Rather where- Just throw in yeah, like that's where recruiters go you. wrong. Yeah. You'll know from kind of supporting you in the past that I would rather say to you, Jerry, I have no one instead of pretending I've got you the right yes. person and making yeah. it right. And that's where yeah. recruiters have sometimes just got to say no. Yeah, because they usually always go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we've got we've got people, and you know, yeah, yeah and that's not true. And, and plus, you're like, okay, this problem's going to get sorted really quickly. Yeah. And then you get a load of candidates. You're like, this isn't what quite what I asked for. Then you meet them. You're like, this is did they even listen? Yeah. And it just makes the whole process worse. Whereas if I said to you, look, they're not there at the moment. Bear with us. We keep going. Maybe speak to another agency alongside us. Yeah. And then and then you feel that we we got you. Yeah. You know the most important person in the process prioritised, if that makes sense. I've got a good question. Go on. <laughs> I don't like the face you just brought No, on. it just sprung into my mind. Go on, exciting. What happens if you place someone and then, like, six months later, they come back to you and go, have you got any jobs? Oh, why'd you ask that question? I don't know. I just suddenly thought about it. Do I, yeah. Should I be, more, I should I be digging more? No, I'm, no, I just, I don't know. It just sprung into my mind. Like, how does that work with recruitment agents? Oh. Is that different depending on which agency? Is it really awkward for you? Like, what I do you do? It. It's agency squabbles, all this sort of stuff. And I'm just, I don't know if I'm just getting long in the tooth for it. I'm not done from doing it for seven years. It's just boring. I hate all this stuff. But if someone interviewed with you six months and then after six months had had approached you again, for example. After six months, technically, there is, it, is all, it is all fair play, to be fair. Like, it will all depend on people's terms and conditions. Lots of recruiters have different ones. You know, some will have like, if I introduce someone to you within a year, you know, there is still a fee payable. Um, no, but like, if you, say you place someone with me, yeah. and I pay your fee, and that's fine, and, and yeah, they've so come yeah. to work for me. Yeah. And in six months time, that person contacts you and goes, I'm not happy, can you oh, find me a job? Sorry, that's I'm with you now. Oh, right, oh, that's a good one. Mm. So what I'd always say, that's a good one. Yeah. That does happen. I won't does lie. it? Because yeah, then, before. obviously, if you went, oh, yeah, no worries, got them a job somewhere else. Oh, it's And I found out that yeah. you, I'd be like, hang on. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I can make loads of money just yeah, moving just, people just around. Yeah, just literally just moving them in a circle. Do you know what around. I always say to people? I say, have you spoken to Jerry? Hmm. Have you actually spoken to her? Because a lot of the time they go, oh, she's done this. Well, not you personally, but yeah, you've done this, you've done yeah. that, you've done this. <laughs> and, then, and then I go, well... Before we actually start, you know, being proactive, I promised I'd always help you. Like before we do, have you spoken to Jerry? Have you asked? Have you told her about your problems? Because a lot of the time, yeah. people speak to me, go, "Oh, do you know, I'm fed up with this company. I'm off." Yeah. And then 
maybe they just want a couple of extra grand or their boss hasn't been particularly nice. They tell them and their boss is like, I had no idea. You should have yeah. said. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. Out. Yeah. yeah, and they Fix make it, it happen. So yeah. I always encourage people to have the conversation first. Yeah. If they don't have the conversation, that's when it gets a bit awkward because I've obviously got a duty of care to the client, but I've also got, I've got to be confidential. So I do keep it between myself and the candidate, yeah. but I'd also just encourage the, the client to, how is that person getting on? Yeah. Have you been, have you sat down with them much recently? Like, yeah. how are they getting on? Yes. To be honest, a lot of recruitment, and this is, again, the better recruiters will follow up part of this process because that first initial period of someone joining a business is key. So if you constantly mm-hmm. check in, it, it should run smoothly and you can yeah. speak to line and go, oh, you know, make sure they're okay and all yeah, this sort of yeah. stuff. But yeah, it's an awkward one. It is an awkward one. I've just wondered. I was suddenly just sprung into my head and I was like, I'm going to ask Ben that. Yeah, it's a hard <laughs> one because you... I don't want to, yeah, you don't want to stitch anyone up throughout the process. You no, are literally caught in the middle. You're caught in the middle because, you, yeah, like you say, you've got to look after candidate, but then equally you've got that relationship with the client as well. Mm. So I encourage them to do the right thing. Yes. And that's it, really, because then I don't actually have to get involved. You don't have to, no, that's true. That's what oh, I try to do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, time wise, how are we doing? Uh, about 40 minutes. Yeah, have we got any questions yeah, on. There's one here on Instagram. Oh, good. Let's ask the question. Anyone else Go got on. any questions? Throw them at us. Yes, yeah, hear them. This is from OfficialBecker01 on Instagram. I'm a first year accounting finance student, however still undecided if I want to be a CA or a lawyer. What I'd like to know, though, is if the accounting profession will go on to be more flexible. Oh, good question. Be more flexible. And ads can work from anywhere as I love to travel. Uh, Okay, so maybe like with COVID and the whole remote working, how do you see that playing out? What are your clients saying? What are they telling you about this? Do you know Um, what? When I'm interested. It, when it first happened, lockdown, I was like, crap, this mm. is going to be scary for us. Mm. Um, because obviously my job is finding people jobs. Um, but actually what I've noticed that some business have really embraced it. You mm. know, some people have gone, right, that's, you know, flexible working. You know, it's worked pretty well working from home. So that's, that's keep that. Yeah. And some businesses are in a position where they could have a global talent pool, literally. So they could, if they really trusted their staff and, you know, set them up to work really. you could technically have everyone working anywhere you want yeah. and, and literally you could argue you could get the best staff ever yeah. I'd get the best account from Brazil or whatever, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but actually the reality is in my experience if you're talking locally in Hampshire mm. obviously we're a bit sleepy up compared to your London and all that sort of stuff but most businesses are either trying to get back to it back to the old ways yeah. um, or what they've introduced is some flexible working so still want people who are local go to the office maybe a couple of days mm. maybe working from home early yeah. starts finishing but in terms of this huge uplift in remote force, um, workforces, locally for accountants, I'm, I'm not seeing that too often, just no. more flexibility. Yeah, and I uh, I kind of, I've had this debate with a few people recently because a lot of people are saying, oh, well, uh, we're probably just going to get rid of our offices and like the lease is coming to an end and it's not going to bother, like everyone's going to work from home. And I'm like, as an employer, mm. I, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't like the idea of saying that there is no option yeah. for people to come into the office. So... I mean, I'm a little bit biased because I did obviously just sign up a second yeah. office. <laughs> yeah. Got two offices that I'm not using, but it's yeah. fine. That's not the point. Um, yeah, that's not the point. Um, which I'm tied into, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like, but the reason is, I, and I did that in COVID because I don't, I don't want there to not be smooth offices. I don't mm. like the idea of that. Am I going to make my staff work from the office every day? No, mm. absolutely not. Mm. But, you know, with full, flexible... I saw um, that about um, when we're off lockdown as well about yeah. what we're looking to do and working yeah. completely different. Yeah, exactly. Because um, and I know you know other um, practice owners that, that do it, but mm. we've just yeah we've just implemented row results only working environment. So that's started now. So the team can work from wherever they want. They genuinely can work from wherever they want, when, whenever they want. Um, but I don't like 
not giving them the option yeah. to have somewhere where they can collaborate and come in and, and we've been forced to be at home for so long yeah, I don't like the, I just don't like it and so many accountants have said they're not going to yeah. their offices and there's a huge like that community piece that mm. in, in, a, in the workspace goes so far yeah. and I think you know a lot of people assume that actually everyone wants to work from home and it's great and we all love it yeah. there is a, a, a huge amount of people actually who are like I've got kids I yeah. can't get a single bit of work like done it. here yeah. I've got the dog chewing yeah. at my ankles yeah. like I can vouch for that one but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know you, you have a lot of people who actually prefer to go into the office as well there's a huge misconception mm. I think everyone likes remote working and there's yeah. loads of benefits to it and you know no one misses the rush hour and all that sort of yeah. stuff but actually yeah I don't think you can actually meet have beat meeting people in the office no. and I think the what we've been finding is that the most popular is having almost like a hybrid like a 50-50 yeah 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 you can yeah. half the week from home half in the office and then you get the best of both and then yes because there's lots of mental health issues as well. You know, yeah, we've been speaking to lots of clients as well who have been talking to their workforce. And, you know, first lockdown, you know, they seem all right and it's, you know, it is what it is. And then they're seeing them kind of just mm. sadly just kind of dishevel and yep. people live on their own. Like, yeah. So there's it's lots isolating. of benefits to going into the office as well. Mental yeah. health reasons, not, you know, so yeah. it's, it's not all about working from home, believe it or not. No, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because mental health is so important and, you know, people, I feel people need that balance, they need that flexibility and they need that choice yeah. and, you know, I don't need to be telling people where they need to be working, yeah. that's not that's not up to me, I don't need to be telling people that, like, I need to be supporting my staff, doing what's right for them and giving them that option and I think if they, you know, if they're getting a delivery and they want to be at home that day, yeah. they can be at home. Because. If they want to come in because they need to ch- catch up with a couple of the others about a project they're working on, they come in. You know, at here at Lakeside, you know, at peak, I'm, I've been told there's like 5,000 people on the premises. Mm. So, you know, the hustle and bustle of that is 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 what it was like, mm. you know, and it was really, really booming and hopefully it will be again and all the shops will be open yeah. and the, the restaurants and you know all of that kind of thing and it's just it's quite social there's yeah. a social side of it. it yeah I miss like bumping into someone yeah like, just being like, everything's all bloody zoom calls now and organised and, and stuff like that I just miss that natural interaction I think it's hard because as a business owner you want to it feels like people think that I'm trying to just keep eyes on them and make sure that they're doing what they should do. Yes, yeah, And that yeah. is actually a bit of an old school thing. And a lot of yeah. people are like that, to be fair. But yeah. for me, it's more about, I just miss that sense of community. I bounce off each other. We yeah. all learn together. It's a bit more fun, isn't it? It is a bit more fun. And like, I'm, sitting on your own at home all day, every day. And again, it's personal choice. Like Some people like it. Some yeah. people don't like it. And some people like a bit of both. And I think exactly. as long as you can accommodate that and understand that everybody's different and not go with the blanket approach that oh we can just save money and just not have an office like you know that might not actually be in their best interest in their best interest and have you asked them and what do they actually want you know kind of thing and And it changes doesn't it yeah like i might have liked it a few months ago and i might not like it now yeah you know it changes and a lot of business that we've been speaking to as well the what the smart ones have sent out surveys to their staff and they said oh what do you prefer yeah instead of just assuming you want this what do you actually prefer and the ones that tend to do the best or will have the best retention of staff in my opinion are the ones who have realized there's no one size fits all anymore like that's quite an old model yes if you can have it where like you've like you explained like a a flexible workspace people come in they could work from home and it's it's more about outputs rather than being seen yes they are the people that'll be happier the sickness will go down mental health will improve yeah and probably a more productive workforce yeah which is what you want at the end of the day isn't it that's that's the most important thing and it it goes back to the kind of the practice way of having timesheets and and all the things that i'm so against like in terms of the control Mm. some employers feel they need to have yeah over their staff 
you know making them record every six minutes of their time and yeah. you know stuff like that and I'm like I just couldn't be further from that I don't I'm not interested in any of that I'm mm. interested in you know outputs I'm interested in the quality yeah. and quantity and development and all those kind of things so yeah it's more meanwhile it's more worthwhile yeah all that sort of stuff if you focus on the outputs rather than just all playing the game yeah. all the work game you just yeah. waste so much time yeah. especially in my world at like in recruitment that you set you get set KPIs that are perhaps unrealistic you end up making them up because like, yeah, you, you're just playing the game you're like oh my boss is going to be on my case when actually spend the time doing something that you actually need to do rather than yeah. just you know playing the game and trying to impress yeah. my boss sort of thing so yeah, yeah definitely well. did we have any other questions Luke on either Facebook or Instagram Everyone's no. got a job. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, and you yeah. want one in accountancy, speak to Ben. Yeah, get in touch. Um, so, no, that's cool. I think, I mean, it's a good time for us to wind it up anyway. Mm. Um, it's been really good, actually. I enjoyed it. Answering all my questions. Thank you so much. Um, anyone is looking for a job in accountancy or finance that's got experience or, you know, has been looking or struggling in the Hampshire area, mm. M27 corridor area, please get in touch with Ben. You can find him on LinkedIn. It's the Niche Partnership is the company name. You can find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, all the, yeah, all the platforms. website, Google, yeah. everything. Um, I've tagged him in my post as well, so you guys would have seen that. Um, also, any business owners looking for accounting candidates or finance candidates equally, give Ben a shout. Please. He's very, very helpful. <laughs> no, so you have to say that. He no. is, though. Oh. He is. Yeah. Well, I, d I didn't use any other recruitment agents. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't. So, yeah. you know, it's Have it's one of those things. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I've, been, I've yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you. Cheers, cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, um, yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks' time for the next one. Bye.